When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You are listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this afternoon. How are you, Keith? I'm fine, Alan. Keith has been supporting Arsenal since 1887. And you know, I predict that this podcast, this particular podcast, will be high in the charts for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly because we will get every other football supporter from the Premier League down into the southern counties listening to this particular podcast. To gloat, to gloat on our misfortune. Oh, they'll mean. be gloating, all right, yeah. They will be gloating. And Ian Stone is here. Ian Stone, how are you, Ian? Yeah, great, mate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop crying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God, That noise us. speaks... Give me strength. Yeah. <clears throat> You're going to need some over You know what year. I've been doing? The last few weeks, right? We've been in lockdown. <laughs> We've been in lockdown, baby. <laughs> We've been in lockdown with no football, and I've deliberately chosen you know we've been looking back at seasons and i've said you know what we're not going to look back at all the glory glory days we just sound like we're living in the past let's look back at the times when it was a bit crappy and it was you know it would go for and and it's been quite fun but it's it's never been this in all those years go back seasons back from going back 30 years and here we are this is nothing now we're 10th in the league we got can we win the cup can we win can we shoot can we do anything at all? Why did they restart it? What was the point? It should have been aborted. I've said it all along. No, no. Keith, you were right. Sack it off. It's the cricket season. The sun's out. What's this? It used to be November we were shit, wasn't it? Not anymore. It's June, Arsenal shit. June is our cursed month where we are. We've always been shit in June. Never won a point in June. Never won a cup in June. We shouldn't be playing in June. <laughs> it's just... I mean, listen... Three months we've waited for this. Three months of miserable homeschooling, dicking around, nothing on. Oh, there's a rerun on of a 2009 European Cup semi-final. Oh, thanks a lot. Three months we've waited. And we're thinking, yes, we're going to be fit and ready. And we've got Aubameyang and we've got Saka. And here we go. We're going to qualify for the champion. What a shit show. We, are, I mean, listen, we're talking about the difference between Manchester City and Arsenal. And somebody said, well, like, they're on Everest and we're at the base camp arguing with the Sherpas over money. That's not where we are. Base camp, Keith. We're we, not the base camp. Oh, we're back on. in London they're thinking in, about planning the trip. Camp. Base camp's hard to get to, Keith. <laughs> yeah. we have, we've not even got to Kathmandu Airport. We've been turned back. 
We'll be turned back without passports. Get out of Nepal, Everest, you bellends. Get out of Nepal. Walk up Snaefell Peak. That's the old limit. That, even that'd be a struggle, wouldn't that'll it? That'll be a struggle. Find the lost pond in Epping Forest. Good luck to you. And jump in, preferably the pond. Jump in and stay in. <laughs> We've got an injury crisis, by the way. Do you know that? We've got six six out at the moment. Only we could do that, though, ain't it? Only us. Every other team, you don't hear Wolves losing players, do you? You don't hear Watford losing players. Our share of shit. Come don't out. Pay any attention. I don't pay any attention to Wolves and Watford. Wolves are annoying because they look really good, really <laughs> organised. <laughs> yes. And pass it, they're really fit. They've got explosive, penetrative attacking play, competence in midfield, aggression, good in possession, big centre-halves, overlapping full-backs, excellent goalkeeper, manager who knows what he's doing. They, they look really good, Wolves. Yes. They've got half our budget, half of it. Tiny club compared to Arsenal. It's an embarrassment. It's an absolute embarrassment. You know who overtook us yesterday? You know who overtook us? Crystal Palace! Oh. Crystal Palace overtook us! On merit! <laughs> On merit! 30 games into the season. Better, better organised. Yeah. Better organised. Each player looks like he's playing in the right position. Physically powerful. Pace up front. Dominant centre-half. Properly organised football team by a competent managerial staff. What a shambles we are. Man City is one thing, all right? First 20 minutes, we look all right. We look all right. But there seem to be, nonetheless, the policies seem to be, if De Bruyne's got it, just look the other way. There's nothing you can do. Look the other way. He's going to do something mind-blowing. If you look at him, if you look at him, you might turn to dust or something. Don't look at him. He's too good. Just let him get on with it. Mark the others. No, go and mark him. He's the one to mark. Mark him. Does Torreira not fit? Can no one go and mark him? Have we got no one who wants to go and deal with De Bruyne? A defensive midfield player is going to get at De Bruyne and not give him so much time? And then Sterling makes a run in behind Louise. Of course no one's gone with him. Of course they haven't gone with him. De Bruyne's got all day long to play the pass. Sterling's made a run into a massive hole in our penalty area. But it's all right because he's passed it straight at our world-class international Brazilian centre-back. Who then tries to play it with the tip of his cock kick it out <laughs> why did he jump up and cock it what sort of a move was that <laughs> it was going straight at him it was going to hit him on the knee that's good then off your knee into touch what did he do some funny little jump where he didn't want to get his shirt dirty or something and then Leno is looking at Sterling, he's looking at him with his little short sleeves. Those short sleeves are getting on my nerves. And his side parting like he's ready to go to the club afterwards. He's just looking at Sterling. I'm thinking, you've got to run at him, mate. Yeah. You've got to run at him with your arms out screaming. Look at some Peter Schmeichel videos. You've got to run! Try and put him off. Don't let him pick his spot like that and then flap your hand at it. Charge him. They're all so reticent. They're not in charge of the situation. They are reacting to the opposition. They're waiting to see what the opposition do, and then they're reacting. Don't let De Bruyne do it. Don't let Sterling make a run and then give him time to shoot. Clatter some people. Hit some people. Make it uncomfortable. They're much better than you, granted, but make it uncomfortable. Get stuck into them. And then we get to halfway and lose it. Every time we get to halfway and lose it. Can't get out of our own half. We've got and no midfield. No midfield. At all. 
No. And we've been saying it for years. At all. Ceballos mm. can go back to Real Madrid. You're no good, mate. Yeah, You're no like, good. Wait. You can't shoot. You can't make an assist. You can't create a chance. You're waving around all the time, scattering around the pitch. You don't know how to be disciplined. You don't know how to hold a position. Guendouzi's chaotic, but he's a kid, right? He's an immature 20-year-old. Xhaka, I know he's injured now, but Xhaka... Listen, 30 games into the season, Ceballos, how many goals? None. Guendouzi, how many goals? None. Xhaka, how many goals? None. No goals from midfield. Torreira, how many goals? None. No goals and barely an assist between all these central midfield players. Lacazette's only got seven. We're p- pitiful going forward because we can't retain possession. Our only tactic is give it to Aubameyang and hope he does something amazing. And just to make it hard for him, we'll put him on the left touchline at halfway and say, you're invited to attack from there, Oba. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. You've got to carry it 30 yards, play a brilliant one-two, and then produce a worldy finish. Otherwise, you're not going to score a goal. Yeah. Don't play him at centre-forward, whatever you do. One of the best centre-forwards in the world. Don't play him at centre-forward, and certainly don't play Ozil behind him. Don't play Ozil feeding Aubameyang. What idiot would do that? What idiot would look at our personnel and think, oh, well, I'll have Aubameyang at number nine and Ozil at number ten, and we'll build around that. What's going on with Ozil? You take him to Brighton, he sits on the bench, and then we're absolutely desperate for a goal with two minutes left, and up gets, and I love these kids, I wish them all the best, up gets Reese Nelson, up gets Joe Willock, where's Ozil? What's going on? Yeah. And then they're just going, no, he's not, he's not ready to play. What are you talking about? He's not ready to play. Well, don't take him to Brighton, then take it up a seat on your two coaches they took down there, socially distancing on the coaches. None of it makes any sense to me. We're desperate for a goal. Joe Willock, bless him. What if Willock and, and Ketia and Saka up front against Man City? This is the best team in the league, bar Liverpool, right? So you think you play your best team, don't you? Don't you play Pepe? Don't you play Lacazette? Go and get something up there. Go and show, you, show how good you are. So he plays all the kids at City. So then Luis makes two balls up. So we're 2-0 down. We could have lost six. Mm. Oh, Luis. I mean, he tried... He gets my goat. Right, the first cock up, right on the stroke of half-time. Five minutes into the second half, as per normal, gives away a penalty. That's four he's given away. Then he always does that stupid thing. He looks at the ref like, ooh, me, does a little praying thing. Like, like that's never worked. You know, have you ever known a referee gone, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll put the red card back in my pocket because you've done the playing thing. That's we appreciate yeah, your prayers. Cool. Yeah. Oh, Thank you. If I'd have known you was like a Christian and all of that, and you're really yellow. just a pure yellow accent. Yellow for you. Yeah. Uh, in fact, not, I'm going to tear up the yellow as well. In fact, I'll rescind the yellow that I gave you earlier on because you've done the praying thing. That always works. Uh, and he, that whole look of, oh, mate, have I given a word? Yes, you... Ball handling, scything down of defenders for no apparent reason other than your he's own. Given, four. He's given away four penalties this four, year. Four, I dare say. Listen, if he'd have stayed on, he'd have scored an own goal. Probably a brace of own goals. Maybe we've got an hat trick, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Eamon Ahmed has sent me an email saying, Louise is a red card every 13 games for Arsenal and a pen in every six. <laughs> Wow, that is uh, quite damning, isn't it? Really, it's impressive. It is impressive in a way. It is. It is. Really. It's, cut, it's impressive that he manages goal, to give. It? It, it's impressive that he managed to give a penalty away. Every other penalty he gives away does not result in a red card. That's that's a positive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> That's true. He does sometimes give away a penalty and then stay on the pitch to stay wreak on. more havoc. <laughs> they said they said that the ban, the one game ban for Louise, was harsh on Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair 
fair point. Well, yeah. I was listening yeah. to the City game on the radio, and the, the co-commentator and co-commentator were trying to justify, saying, listen, Louis, he's been out, it's been a long layoff, and the bloke in the studio went, oh, come on, mate, no, I'm not having that. And then they both went, you're right, no, he was terrible, absolutely terrible. And they're saying about him getting a contract. I'd take a contract on him. I'd meet, get Sony Soprano, I'd get a contract. <laughs> That's the only contract he's going to have. <laughs> Oh, pay- 24 million quid we spent on David Luiz. But his contract expires on June the 30th, right? I don't know what the situation is with extending things for these matches and so on, but, I mean, what's he on? 120, 130 grand a week? It's, it's, it, it's unthinkable <laughs> if, we're, if we're in a cri- financial crisis where we're taking pay cuts and we can't pay anyone and Bakaya Saka's still sort of sitting about waiting to sign. Give that contract to Saka and mm. say, Louise, I'm sorry, mate, it, it, you, you're, a, you're a liability at the best of times. There are too many mistakes in the game. Yeah. Every time yeah. we, all you need to do, and it's been like this for years, is just wait for Arsenal to make a mistake. Mm. That's all you need to do with us. Wait till we make a mistake. It's like a tennis match. If you're playing someone down the rankings, just wait. They'll hit it out in a minute. Just get it back, and eventually they'll hit it out. You get it in, they'll get it. They'll knock it. And that's what we're like. We're not top draw. You can't do that against a top tennis player because they won't make a mistake. But we do, and I know. It is frustrating with Man City. It's very frustrating because it is a farce that they have so many players that cost £50, £60 million. Pounds. It's absolutely ridiculous, the strength of their squad and the money they've spent. And, and it does make me sick, this financial fair play being so utterly toothless that they can spend a billion pounds on the team. It makes it completely unfair and fair play for Liverpool to finish it above them. Mm. But really, you cannot make these balls up. You cannot be so incompetent. I can't understand the team selection. I suppose he wants Aubameyang and whoever it was on the other flank in that game. They want them to to get forward either side of a striker and and do what Mares and Sterling do for City. Replicate that all around Jesus or Aguero. So I'm trying to work out what Arteta's trying to do. But I'm looking no, at Aubameyang and saying, just put Aubameyang through the middle. Yeah. Play him as our striker. He's all we've bloody got. I agree about that. I'm not sure about Ozil. I'm sort of over Ozil. I know... I know he can be brilliant sometimes, but I don't remember the last time. I mean, no, I know exactly what you mean, but do you not think, wouldn't it be nice to think, will we ever see this, Ozil behind Aubameyang? It's surely it's staring you in the face. Yeah. To I, give Ozil the opportunity, give him a platform, give him the opportunity to try and put this guy through. Everyone's playing a high that? line, you know. Wasn't People he doing are playing that? a high line. Yeah, they are. They are. What, what, wasn't he doing that a bit before the break? Ozil and Aubameyang were in that team and Lacazette and... He was playing some experience up front, but we still can't control. Right, we haven't got anything behind him to control the no. game, have we? We no. can't control the game. We're a shit show in midfield. I mean, I'd love, to, I'd, I'd love to just say to the Arsenal players, listen, I know Manchester City are better players than you, lads. In fact, they probably drive their cars better than you. They probably make love better than you. Even if so, they've got <laughs> DIY skills, they're better than you. They could definitely read them right. Much better than any of you's <laughs> lot, you know. So, but I don't want you to feel inferior to them. I, I, I am disappointed with Arteta though because I thought, well, he's had them all his time, and then I look at the Brighton game, and I'm not seeing any conviction. I'm not seeing a team play, and it's individuals again. Nothing seems to have changed. One jot. They're not. Well, they're, you say he's had them all this time, but they've been in lockdown for three months. Oh, they? I mean, they've been. They've only just started contact training last week. I don't know what he, you know. He's, he must be looking at this thinking, who bought him? Why are we selling oh, him? Definitely. What's he doing here? Yeah, it's a joke. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I, but and why did they get all aggressive after the game? Show that aggression during the game, well, not after the final. That was yeah, that the was, Brighton game. Yeah, that was trying to cover for the fact that they'd blown it. That wasn't anything to do with yes. team spirit or anything. No. That was to do with the fact they wanted to cover the fact that they messed up. They messed up for the, they were one 0 up against Brighton against a team in the bottom five or six with what twenty minutes to go and they lost. Mm. Uh, and and that was all about that. It wasn't about they cared deeply about Burn Leno, even though they might care deeply about Burn Leno, and they've probably been told not to get in players' faces. But I, that all that stuff at the end, I wasn't having it. No, I mean, I really you're right. You're, no, you're well, absolutely just, right here. There was a little something between him and Guendouzi, wasn't there? Guendouzi's given him a tap and he's gone down and holding his stomach trying to get Guendouzi in trouble. So Guendouzi doesn't like that. Then he grabs him after the whistle around the throat, so he'll probably get a ban for get that. Get a ban, yeah. yeah. You know? And Mopay's just a bit snide, isn't he? It was just oh, a bit yeah. snidey. Mm. When it he went for the, Leno, uh, it was snidey. It was Debussy, mm. wasn't it? It was Arnautovic on Debussy. Yeah, Arnautovic. Mm. Good yeah. example. Mm. It was a, that. A snide player. Arnautovic. Yeah. Snide. Mm. Think I've been trying to... I've racked my brain thinking, who are the snides? I've, got, I've written a list of snides. <laughs> and I'd be interested to hear your snides. And I think Arnautovic on Debussy is a very good shout. Absolute snides. Yeah. You know, like Shawcross. That snidey tackle on Aubameyang on Adebayor when he's off the pitch. Yeah. Snide. Nasty. Yeah. You know, someone said on the TV, the presenter on the TV said it's a bit cowardly to go for Leno like that. And the players, the ex-players there, Rio's there, Crouch. Oh, no, I wouldn't say cowardly. I wouldn't say cowardly. He's trying to knock him out the box, right? He's trying to cause him to fall out the area and try and get a free kick for handball outside the area. So when Leno did fall out the area... He's screaming for a free kick, Mope. He's going, it's a free kick. He's got his hand on the ass on the air. The fact that he's... I, I was watching it without crowd noise. And the sound of Leno was like yeah. so, like you'd, you'd not shot not. a wildebeest in the, on the, in the savannah. The noise he was making, this bellowing, screaming noise that he made for about two minutes of extreme agony. And while he's doing that, Mope's asking for a free kick because he's trying to push him out of the area. They're all going, he didn't mean to hurt him, he didn't mean to hurt him. They never mean to hurt him, do they? No. And they never. No footballer's ever come off and said, yeah, apart from Roy Keane. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did actually. <laughs> I did. I really did want to hurt him. I hate him. Yeah. I want to hurt him. He's the only player who's ever said no one's ever meant it. Remember that guy Taylor who, who took Eduardo's foot off? Oh no, he didn't mean it. He's not a dirty player. That's like Wenger said. No, you know you're not a murderer until you've murdered someone. <laughs> if you push someone when they're in the air like that, there's a chance they'll hurt themselves. It's an accident, it's bad luck, but it's snidey. It's snidey. King of the snides, I've written here, is uh, Luis Suarez. Obviously, absolutely <laughs> undisputed. <Yeah>. The, <laughs> He's oh, the one. The undisputed lord Mo- of snide. Most South American <laughs> forwards have a bit of that, don't they, to be honest? Who, Maradona who's had the that. Who's che- the Chelsea one who's always getting that? White. Diego Costa. Oh, White. Yeah, Costa. White oh, is the other one. Yeah. Oh, snide, yeah. yeah. He used to sharpen his fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think Italian he changed his defenders. middle name, didn't he, to Snide. Snide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Snide. <laughs> Snide. Dennis Wise. Snide. Snide. Yeah. Oh. Diego Simeone. Snide. Oh, yes. Arnautovic. Yes. Uh, there's your top five. Diego Costa, Arnautovic, <laughs> Simeone, Wise and Suarez. Snide. <laughs> Mope, you've got a lot to learn. Mope is just one of those irritating little kids at school who's annoying, who's just got a very punchable face. Just an annoying little shit. And I understood why they were annoyed with him. But it's the fact that he scored the winning goal, and I think his slight question mark on Martin is there for going down a bit low and allowing him to lift it over him. But it's a fair play to him. It was a quality move to get the opening, and he took it. Yeah, the first one was the one that killed me. Oh, I, that mean, was a comedy, I watched wasn't it? Lacazette, I think it was, walking away with his back 
to what was going on and they take a quick corner and they're in and I'm thinking only Arsenal would put themselves in this position. They'd switch I mean, off. They'd they switch did switch off. off. And they we did. had several times against Manchester City. Man City love a short corner. They like to play a short corner. Then it slightly disrupts the organised plan of the opposition defence. You know, the, the opposition manager's thinking, oh shit, they're not just swinging it in. We've organised for swinging it in. Now they're going to do something clever. It's not fair. <laughs> And we had time and again there was just Sabias on his own. If they, I mean, how many times have you seen it? If it's going to be a short corner, the corner kicker's there. If someone goes over there, there's a lot of yelling, get yeah, out think, there. Two yeah. people have got to get out there. Yeah. But we, time and again we left one man against the short corner. Like it was a policy to leave one man against the short corner. And then all they did was fire it in a six-yard box. Of course it's going to be chaos. Of course yeah. it is. As soon as yeah. it's in there, goalkeeper's falling over, centre-back's falling over, another one's falling over. We'd probably, let it, we'd probably let it in without Brighton even being there. <laughs> <laughs> it would just end up with a net somehow, wouldn't it? I don't think I'll ever see so many Arsenal players in the back of a net at the same time. That's we'd all fall on the floor and the ball would be in the goal. Yeah. And Steve Round going, we'll do that again, shall we? It wasn't, you know what? That set piece defender was awful. But I agree with Keith. There's just nothing much going forward. Nothing. I mean, they've got some good players, but. You know, Saka hit the bar, and that was a nice bit of play, and Pepe's goal was great. But we didn't create 15 chances, did we? A couple of Aubameyang shots of sort of fairly standard oh, saves. It's all, it's yeah. all Aubameyang trying to create something by himself. And, but yeah. What frustrated me with Pepe was they got that big lump at left-back. I mean, I can't remember his name now. Great tall bloke at left-back. Yeah. And he kicked him twice. And he, could, he was a bit lucky not to get two yellows, actually. But he got a yellow for the second one. And you're thinking, right, now, you're on, now he's on a yellow. Can you take him on. Now you've got now you've got what you wanted, right? You've got him on a yellow in the first half, going, and he just disappeared from him. He didn't. Mm. It, it, it worked. Kicking him worked. Yeah. I started to think after about an hour, I was thinking, get get Reece Nelson on. Someone's yeah. got to run at this guy. Get Martinelli on. Run at this guy now because he can't run. He's on a yellow, and we're going to cause chaos down there, left flank. But we just didn't exploit it. But, like, there's no nous about them. Yes, but I what, think. I mean. This is where I you remember. need a captain to point that out. You need someone to go say exactly what you've just said, Alan. And go, well, the right. captain's Aubameyang, right? So yeah. Aubameyang surely is looking at it thinking that, that big geezer out there who can't turn and is as slow as a cart horse, he's on a yellow, Pepe's a bit frightened of him, I'll swap wings for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's that. swap wings for 10 minutes. Just go to Pepe, come over here, mate, I'm going to have a go at this geezer. Go right up against him, you match him for size, you slaughter him for pace, he's on a yellow card, destroy him. Take him, take him apart. But they just don't seem to have it about them. But well, then... I remember, I mean, years ago, Arsene Wenger used to complain about Poulis and Allardyce and idiots like that, saying, get in their faces and they won't like it. But, and I, I mean, the truth is, back then, we were up for the fight. Now, I'm sure managers say, listen, there's a mistake in them. Just keep at them, keep annoying them. And in the end, they'll crack. And that's what happens with us. We don't have any, there doesn't seem to be a lot of fight in that team, really. Not really. Very few. What do you? What do we always say? Al seven. You need seven. You need seven. There's not one. Is they it? outplayed us at our place. Remember, they outplayed oh. us with Stevens oh. and Proper and Mopoy, and They'd then done they the had Basuma, wasn't us. it? Yeah, They'd done the double over us. Basuma could have been booked six or seven times, but he was only booked once. But very physical. Lots of aggression. Proper played deep. I kept saying in the commentary, can't he? Sometimes he plays as a number ten, but he played deep in the Stevens role. Stevens came on later. You're looking at their midfield, this is Brighton and Hove Albion that got a better midfield than us. 
And what I find is we've got Southampton, I think, the next Premier League game. Yeah, away. You, away. Good I, luck. Yeah, I don't well, see us getting in. Well. I'd see a lot of these forthcoming games. I can't see where we're going to get a win. Southampton and Norwich, we need to get some points because after that it's Wolves, Leicester, Spurs and Liverpool because oh, we could end up 14th, by oh, the way, God. after all this. I mean, genuinely. And what happens then? Well, then... And I, I, well, then the, season, the new season will start very shortly. And if we're on a bad run now, if we don't change this, we're going to the next season on a downer. I mean, we ain't going to be selling many season tickets, that's for sure. Not at this rate. <laughs> are we, we going to... We have got to somehow get something out of Southampton. Then we can't go out the cup. If we go out the cup, and then the season's over. The season's over before it's even July. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just after the solstice. <laughs> <laughs> now, gentlemen, uh, alarming news uh, from the internet. Uh, uh, I know I'm a great fan of private browsing. I don't know about you. <laughs> I keep that to yes, myself. I, I, I know, Keith, that you are a great fan of private browsing. Very and, much so. and, and, and a heavy user of incognito mode. Um, but I have bad news for you. Now, I've only discovered this week the incognito mode or private browsing does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. Oh my so God! So I have been I have been introduced to the concept of the of the uh, virtual private network, the VPN, not the VPL. When I was talking about this to you earlier, you were talking about the visible panty line. That is not it. <laughs> It's a virtual private network. I've got it on my mobile, and that's why even when I'm at home, I now never go online without using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that will reroute your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP cannot see the sites that you visit, keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data, and most of the time you don't even realise you've got it on. So ExpressVPN is available on all of your devices, your phones, your computers, your smart TV. There is no excuse for you not to use it. No excuse. I want it now. Protect your online activity with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit uh, expressvpn.com slash Tuesday expressvpn.com slash Tuesday and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Tuesday to learn more. Sounds like an excellent idea. Anyone anyone who's ashamed of anything they've been looking at? <laughs> any uh, any people out there? I'm fine with it. I wouldn't need it. But I imagine a lot of, so. lot of you guys out there. I'm looking around the Arsenal squad and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at one or two people. And thinking these people are guilty of significant private browsing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now they have a way. Does anyone think we can go to Sheffield United and get a result? Because I don't. I really doubt. I heavily doubt it. They're a team. They're a team. They are. They're playing very well. They're confident. They work for each other. We are 11 individuals. Well, we're not even 11. Sometimes there's six individuals. I don't know what's happening down there. Honestly, I don't. I, re- I look at him. I think, with well, the goalkeeper, what is he? Is he all right? Is he the one? I don't know. I don't know about him. He was really angry with Mope shouting and yelling at him from the stretcher. I don't know. Bellerin. I quite like Bellerin, but I watched Norwich the other day. That kid Max Aaron's they've got their fullback, who's twenty. He's an outstanding fullback, and yeah. he's a real. He's quick. He can play right or left. He throws his body at things. 
he's the standout player in that Norwich team. They're obviously going down and someone's going to buy him. And they're going to be looking at the fee for Wan-Bissaka. Classic Man United. They've, they've blown the market for everybody else by paying 50 mil for Wan-Bissaka. But someone's going to get Max Ahrens. And, and I would like it to be Arsenal. And I know I like Tierney and I like Bellerin. But we're a bit thin behind those two for full-backs. I'm not yeah. convinced by Kalas. And actually, Suarez, I don't even know what's going on. No. So, I, I would love to get Aaron's, but can we go to Norwich and say it's thirty million quid for your for your twenty year old fullback? Not unless well, we we'll have money some. from a, we'll have money from a because I cannot see a staying. If no. he I mean, stays, is what? If he stays, you would honestly question if you want that person there because if yeah. he stays, it's saying that he's got no ambition to do anything in football. Yeah. If he stays at Arsenal, a team that's going to finish mid-table. And, and probably not in Europe unless we win the FA Cup and he wants to play there when he's like, playing like this golden boot winner one of the top men in the world he should be in the Champions League of course he should and he should go and play with the highest level he possibly can I don't know if people will come for him or not but of course we've got to sign him up we've got to sign him up I don't know it's killing me where's Martinelli we've got no sign of Martinelli in the first two games Does, I don't has he get not it. convinced him I want him to play. Yeah, well, I want him to play. I just think the only way forward... I, I don't think we're going to make the Europa League this year. So I think the only way forward is to play as many of the kids as we can. But where I still don't know how we get the, the team to work without a midfield. I genuinely can't work it out because there isn't anyone. So how do we get hold of the ball? Do you think a, Teams a, a just year out of Europe games? would be a good thing? No European competition whatsoever. Just... Well, the Europa League last year was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Al, you actually went to Baku. I did. I mean, that was grim. Well, and I, like I don't Baku. want. I just wish I hadn't gone to the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I, I actually think we need a couple of years out just to sort of a, a proper sort of. I don't know. We have to get some perspective on where we are. What we are right now are a mid-table team. Yeah. We are we are like the Everton of London. Has really. it got to this? Has it got to this? We How? finished, we finished oh, that... fifth, right? We finished sixth in Wenger's last season. We finished fifth a point off Champions League in Emery's only full season. And now in that time, we've collapsed. I mean, I said my mate's... <laughs> My mate's a Liverpool fan. He's they're jumpy and jittery. I said, "Oh, mate, you'll be all right." Honestly, maybe you had some nerves and a bit of fatigue kicking in when you had those that defeat at Watford and the Atletico Madrid thing. But that's all gone now. You'll be fine. You've had a break. <laughs> Everyone's had a rest. Klopp is. He keeps saying, "Oh, I'm more worried about COVID nineteen than the Premier League." Yeah, whatever, Jurgen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this this lot are ready, and they will. I am pretty certain uh, we're, we're recording this listener on Sunday afternoon, uh, the day after the Brighton debacle. Uh, I'm pretty certain Liverpool will beat Everton and Palace, and and deservedly win the league. But they're all jumpy. But I said to him, "Mate, we're going to lose all our games," and I wasn't entirely serious. He goes, "No, nah, you're just you're disheartened because you know City are really good." I said, no, "Honestly, we are a shambles, mm. an absolute shambles." And we had some home wins because there is a big crowd in, and they're more confident at home. How are we going to be at home in an empty stadium? I mean, teams are already quite fancying it against us last season. Knowing that Emery was a bit scared of everyone, was a little bit cautious, and we were playing it out from our 18-yard box, giving it to Socrates two yards from the byline and trying to play from there. It's the most stupid tactics I've ever seen in my life. And he just kept giving it back to Leno, who's virtually in the net. And this is how we started every move. 
We, we could be in trouble here, you know. We really could. If we have to beat Southampton and beat Sheffield United, first of all, for the points and to stay in the cup, but also to stop this team imploding completely. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. Well, this whose is fault it? is it then? Well, I think if you're the, asking the question, well, we've got the previous regime with the you know people like Gazidis giving you know Ozil a stupid contract. There's there's a lot of previous bad management stuff going down here, and we've bought badly, you know, Socrates, Mustafi. These are players that we've had. You do have to look upstairs yeah. because when Unai Emery says, I wanted Zaha, I really wanted Zaha. And you could see why you'd want Zaha because yeah. Zaha's one of the best attackers in the league. He's a fantastic attacker. Knows the, knows the Premier knows League. Knows the division. He knows how to play. Everyone yeah. is scared of him. Yeah. Everyone's scared of him and they're right to be scared of him because he will come at you and he will take your back four down like we used to say about Santi Gazzola. He, he's, he's got something about him. There's a little bit sandwich short of a picnic. There's a little bit, do you have the real... Mind like a steel trap to really play top level, or are you always going to be someone who's flashes a bit hot and cold? It, 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 the Man United thing is still a question mark against him, but I think he's a fantastic player. Mm. He's an athlete, he's fast, and he's aggressive, and he really wants to do things. And I understood why Emery wanted him, but it was obvious that Emery had no say really in the, no. in, the, in the transfers. He had he wanted Nzonzi and Zaha, and he did, and he got Torreira and Pepe. He didn't get what he wanted. So I don't know what, what's, whether Arteta's getting what he wants. You feel with Arteta, there's, there's so much goodwill towards him. There's so much dignity about him. He expresses himself well with seriousness. If everyone was as serious about their football in the team as he is about management, we would be fine. If he was still in the team, he was the most serious man in the dressing room. He was the captain. There was no dicking about. Famously, they all started, couldn't mess around when Arteta came in. Now it's 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 game day. We've got to have a game face on. It's serious. This is you've got to be serious about scoring a goal, not hoping you might get through with a couple of flicks and a back heel. You've got to be serious about manipulating the opposition and creating space and shooting. You've got to be serious. It's a serious thing. This it's perfect. If you switch off, the other team are more serious and more intense about it than you are. You'll lose. I did, I did enjoy the fact that he did say this is unacceptable, but we can't... It, the, the players have got to take the responsibility and players have got to be offloaded because we can't change a manager again. And I know there was players no. who were saying, why don't we have Allegri? Well, there was a good reason. Allegri didn't want to come to us. And there are top no. managers out there who don't want to go to Arsenal because they haven't got the funds or the backing. And when they're not in the Champions League. Yeah. Why is Allegri going to come and play? No, no one's going to come there. Arteta's the manager, and that's that's the that's, end of that. But the it. thing about it, he says it's unacceptable after every match. Yeah, well, there's a problem. And also, by the way, I mean, Mope is uh, is only the, the last of quite a few players from opposing teams who criticised Arteta. I remember Troy Deeney doing it. Yeah. Mope's a snide little prick, right? There's no getting away from it. But the, the, the players have no humility... I think he's. I think he's talking the truth. Personally, I think they are arrogant yeah. and they're not playing with enough respect for the opposition. Because you can't just turn up because we're the Arsenal. When, no. You know we're a mid-table team. Well, it sickens me to hear it. It sickens me to hear. Oh, they were doing a lot of talking. They were doing a lot of talking. One of them in particular. Well, they got what they deserved. Right, I don't want any talking. Oh, if you don't like Mope, because he's done something, got a really nasty, snidey little shove on the goalie who's gone over, and he's not just twisted his ankle, he's possibly done something serious, then put him into touch. Go and get him. Be physical. Be strong. Don't tolerate the, Make him... Put him off his game. Do it in the game. 
That all's pushing and shoving and pointing your finger in his face and shouting at full time. Well, this is this is where you lost look, to him. We had silent assassins, you know. And we used to laugh at Tony Adams would shoulder barge someone. He would the guy would go down and then Tony would go up to lift him up. Oh, are you all right? But he knew what he was doing. He was sending out a message: "You're not getting past me again, and you're not doing that." But none oh, of yeah, our players do anything like that. They either do stupid tackles where they get sent off, but they don't do tackles and they don't go in hard. Sending out a message. And they don't look after each other no, as well. Exactly. They do not look after each other at all. Yeah. Gwen Doozy can do all the talking he wants, but like you say, but it's not making any difference. At, you've got Gwen Doozy and Ceballos in midfield, and you're Rob Holding there, who I thought looked pretty solid. I like him now. I want him to stay in the team. He's going to have to because everyone's injured or banned. <laughs> we haven't got any other centre offs. <laughs> you you're looking at Gwen Doozy and Ceballos, you're looking at absolute chaos in front of you. Mm. Just chaos. Who, where are they going? Who's going where? But, there's like a couple of rabbits running around. You just want, you know, you think someone's going to get a shotgun out in a minute and put them out of their misery. Someone has got to sit in front of the back four away from home, pick up the ball off the back four, play it into the creative players. It's pretty standard, obvious football tactics. They must be talking about this. They, they have must. to find that player. Man City have always had Fernandinho or Rodri or some equivalent, or Gundogan does it sometimes, just sit in front of the back four, be the, the metronome, be the Arteta, be that person who gives, gives and gets it, gives it and gets it, a reliable figure. He's totally banking on Granit Xhaka being that player and he's injured. Yeah. We're, we're in trouble. Southampton look pretty lively against Danny Norwich. Ings. Danny Ings. Danny is Ings is rattling striker. goals in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, and fair play to him because he was a bit unlucky with how it went for him at Liverpool. I mean, at least he got to play for Liverpool. And he, so, but uh, yeah, good good luck to him because he's back fit now and he looks fantastic. So we've got five players out in. Well, Leno, Xhaka, who's the other guy who went off from the Mari Cal- went off. Mari. Callum Chambers is injured. Callum Chambers, that's um, four. Uh, Socrates got a thigh injury without even playing, so that's five. Yeah. David Lewis, red card. There's been no sign. There's been no sign of Torreira. He hasn't even been on the bench for the first two games. No, Özil has attitude problems. Well, Ozil, that's, that's, well, this is two-one down away from home, and you're desperate for a goal. You don't turn to him. It's three hundred fifty thousand pounds a week. Mm. There's <laughs> no way anyone's going to come for him under any circumstances, no. unless he wants to go and play football somewhere week in, week out, or is he just going to sit on that contract? Well, obviously, he's going to play for a mid-table Premier League team maybe ten times and take the money and walk away. And I can't bear it, really. That's going to be your legacy, Meza. You had two or three good seasons when you arrived, when you were playing with Alexis Sanchez and you were making lots of chances and getting lots of assists. And honestly, it's, it, it breaks your heart to say it, but as soon as he got that contract, oh. all of his numbers went down. Yeah, nah. All of his numbers went down. It was yeah. like he put. It's like he hasn't really. He, he he looked better when Arteta arrived in the few games after Emery left because obviously couldn't get on with Emery. But now, but if, he, if he can't get on with Arteta, well then what's the problem? The club, the club need to tell us. And if they go right, well his attitude in training stinks. Actually, he doesn't want it. to play with us anymore. We'll go okay. Well, listen, it's bad that we're going to have to carry on playing him, but just get pay out of the club, off. pay him off. Then we're going to have to pay him off. off. Yeah. Pay, just give him the money for his contract and pay him off and get him out of the dressing yeah. room. We're going to have to try and do a loan. The, the Turkish clubs are queuing up to take him. You know, he's a living legend in Turkey. He'll be treated like a king. 
they're queuing up to take him, we're going to have to pay half the wages. Or he's going to have to turn up at St Mary's on, on Thursday night, wearing the Arsenal shirt, and be the best player on the pitch, and show it, and mm. do it. And dominate a match and be be that man. But, but you wouldn't you, put money you, on that. Even in your wildest imaginings, can you see that happening? Yeah. Can you see that <laughs> Southampton are quaking every time? Here comes Urzel again. Urzel's played another ball. Here comes Urzel again. They're looking for him. Another shot from Urzel. Another shot from Urzel. Urzel's on top of this game. What a world-class individual this player is. Unthinkable. <laughs> what, you, what you're going to see is someone skulking around in an empty stadium. And then you will hear... Because hopefully you'll be able to watch him without this stupid artificial crowd noise. Then you will hear the bench yelling at him. Yeah, That's what absolutely. I love at the moment. You can hear the bench yelling at the players. The frustration is driving them mad. I don't know. What, I don't know what Mikel's going to do. Yeah. He's he's looking around. He's got some. Know. We've got some talented attacking boys. We look Smith Rowe and Nelson, Eddie and Ketia, Martinelli, Bukayo Saka. Must give him whatever Liverpool are offering him, double it. Just yeah. do make sure our offer is the best offer on the table. Be serious about keeping that boy at the club. And that, but all of them are attacking players. All of them want to go and express themselves. Where where are the kids? We used to have one or two like the David Hillier types or the David Price type. Someone who put their foot in, do the dirty work, who's prepared to go around like Flamini with his sleeves rolled up, tackling people. But that's the recruitment. That's about recruitment. So that is not, you know, that that goes through the last few regimes. And back to Arsene Wenger as well. It's it about is about recruitment. The but the point I'm making, Ian, is we don't seem to want to produce those players either. We don't. They don't seem to be the ones coming out of the academy. The ones coming out of the academy have got this world-class ball control. They could all go and play for Brazil. They've got fantastic touch and pace and athleticism. And they all want to get for This is what we're producing. That's fine. That's great having a few of them. But where's the where are the ones who actually can play like Chavi? Chavi just looked like a waiter. Mm. He didn't look an athlete, mm. <laughs> but he would outplay you without breaking sweat. Because since he was a boy, he'd been taught about get it, give it, get it, give it, get it, give it, move past, move past, move past. It's not about power. It's not about athleticism. It's just love Fabregas. How good at Fabregas? Oh my God! He's only seventeen. He's better than Roy. It was a boy. He looked like an exchange student playing in a Millennium Stadium against Manchester United in the Community Shield when he was seventeen years old, playing in, playing for the Invincibles. And he just walked straight in with an innate sense of space and an understanding of what it was to move a ball around a football pitch. So you didn't have to be Patrick Vieira. We do not have these... We're not producing these sorts of footballers. I think we should stop mentioning Invincibles now. I was talking about the Invincibles the other day saying, do you think... In 75 years' time, it'll be like the VE Day celebrations for Arsenal fans. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the Invincibles? We'll do a little conga for them in the middle of a pandemic. You mean a bit like the boys of 66. Is it going to be a bit like that? It's that. It's <laughs> that. I'm a bit tired of it. That's the point. Well, I, mean, it, I know what you mean, but I still feel at the moment that if you pulled, <laughs> if you pulled the Invincibles together and gave them a proper pre-season, they'd kick the shit out of this they side. They would kill this team. <laughs> They would kill. I'll take a fat Patrick Vieira over any of our midfielders. Tell you what, Emmanuel Petit still looks pretty fit. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Bobby still plays with a team. Bobby still trains with them. Probably the best player on the pitch. Yeah, look, Thierry looks... I know, surely if you're, if you're Josh Kroenke, right, you're Josh Kroenke, and uh, we, listen, we know that our owners are not particularly worried about trophies and that, but they are worried about bums on seats. And when the lockdown's over, I'm, I can't guarantee you're going to get 60,000 in there again. 
And I you can't guarantee. No. <laughs> and you, you, you would surely you'd be saying you'd go into our team and said, listen, uh, what needs to be done here? Listen, I know you, we've had a lot of shit players that you've inherited. That's not your fault. But what do you need doing to get? this club back to somewhere where it used to be. Uh, I mean, these other guys we employed, I'm losing, if I was in, I'd be shitting themselves because th their moves at the moment are not exactly paying off. You know? Do you know what he says? He needs to say to Josh Cronk here, give me your mum's entire fortune and I can build a new team. <laughs> that would be nice. Walmart, yeah. Walmart, don't need any more money. Uh, we need Could you sell a few acres off thing. on your branch? Could you just, you know, maybe 50 <laughs> or 60 acres? That, that must be good land, you know. Yeah. You know? yeah. But It's going to be a long way back. But they're, they're, they're What are the public saying, Al? What are the public saying? Yeah. That's Look, what I'd like to know. Well, <laughs> but mostly the emails are saying... Oh, God. Kill me now. Why did lockdown have to end? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, you know, and all the joy of uh, of funny football songs and having a laugh. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't find any of them funny anymore. No. no, no nothing <laughs> and it's ruined. Amazing. It's ruined what was a perfectly nice period without football. Let's go back to the uh, go, the, oh, what happened on this day. Let's even even the worst Arsenal team that nearly got relegated, but probably better than this Sharon <laughs> shit. So um, let's let's go back to what used to be all our yesterdays. I've had, a, I've had an email here from Phil Togwell who suggests uh, the following song uh, for Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Uh, uh, <laughs> what <laughs> it goes? Obama Yang, <laughs> Obama Yang, Obama Yang, Obama Yang, Obama Yang, Obama Yang, Obama Yang, Obama Yang. This spits for the East and West End, he says. Yeah. Obama Yang, Obama Yang, Obama Yang, Obama Yang, Obama Yang, 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 Obama Yang. Obama Yang, Obama Yang, Obama Yang, Obama Yang. Which I quite enjoy, Phil. It's... But also, he says, Phil says that the best song he ever heard was by his mate Simon. Yeah. This is going back a little bit uh, to the tune of the Kinks, Lola. We hate Spurs and we hate all their fans and we hate Les Ferdinand and Ginola. <laughs> la la la, Ginola. <laughs> We hate Spurs and we hate all the fans and we hate Les Ferdinand and Ginola. Which I quite yeah, enjoyed. That's a, so, good one. that's a good one. He says he met, he met Ray Parler in Venezia and he was lovely. Uh, Michael Lerman uh, emailed me to say that he, he used to play in a five-a-side game and David Rowcastle would turn up. And uh, one evening David Rowcastle found himself surrounded but miraculously passable to my feet. The fact that I failed to score is irrelevant. The moment is a treasured memory. Oh. <laughs> On another evening, David was playing. This is when Rokas had played for Arsenal. Right? Yeah. Uh, David was playing and I ran into him. The thoughts that went through my mind. Oh, yeah. God, I've done David Rocastle. He's going to be out for half the season. George Graham's going to throttle me. In fact, the solid and muscular David looked down at me and said, are you OK? And ran off. <laughs> I spent the next two months having treatment on a twisted knee. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he goes, he was such a wonderful young man, I'm proud to have known him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud to have been injured by him. Uh, I, uh, imagine him in our midfield. Yeah, I would love to, I'd love to see him in our midfield. Um, uh, this one, I think this is from... 
I was talking about the bloke who wrote in, not Rocals. No, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I'll take him at the yeah, moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good no, one. I can't find the name of this fella who sent me this one. I have to, oh, that's well, while you're, is, oh, Andrew, Andrew, sorry, sorry, but let me just do this and they'll come to you. Andrew Chrysostomy says, I'm writing to you with a song that's about a member of our backroom staff to the tune of Dead or Alive's You Spin Me Right Round. Your name is Steve Round, you're Steve Round, Stevie Round, Round, Stevie <laughs> Round, Round, Round. Your name is Steve Round, you are Steve Round, Stevie Round, Round, Stevie Round, Round. We and can't go songs. Then he goes, as I suddenly, and then he goes, as I suddenly went blind two years ago, I haven't any idea what our assistant manager looks like, but I imagine him in Sammy Lee shorts with a shiny head. Well, he's, he's not quite like that. He's not quite like that. And then he goes, I managed to make it to the Tuesday clubs recording at the old Queen's Head, and I was the person who bought you a round of shots. Oh, uh, well. Thanks, Andrew. Of course, after Thank that you. round of shots, we don't remember you or anything else. But um, <laughs> he says, I'll never email you again unless you're interested in my Unketia song to the tune of the Canadian National Anthem, which presumably starts, Unketia. <laughs> I like this teaser. I like they're giving us teasers now yes, when they uh, write they're in. They're offering to come back. It's nice. Boro Primorac never got a, got a song about him, did he? No. <laughs> When did he leave? I'm not saying you should. <laughs> or is he still there? No, I no he left. He left after. I think he left it a year or two before Wenger did, didn't he? I think he was. He was on that. We've accepted second best for a long time. Yeah, now we're accepting third and fourth. Uh, well, uh, but I'm just saying yeah. we've accepted fourth is a trophy and all that stuff for a long time at our club. Yeah, and I'm not blaming Arsene Wenger specifically. I'm just saying well, it, this culture. This culture has gone back quite a long time. The way that we are now. This is not a new thing. No, no. And the players that he's got. And players that they bought in probably reflect that culture a little bit. You haven't got players in that dressing room who are just desperate, desperate. I watched a documentary about John McEnroe yesterday in the year when he won 17 out of 18 tournaments and he got oh, beaten yeah. by Ivan Lendl in the final. Mm. And it, he would not accept losing. He hated it. How many of our players do you think last night after that game were, were completely gutted? No, I mean, properly no, barely, gutted. I would say barely any of them. Maybe Rob Holding, I'd say the English boys, but I would think barely any of them. But the thing is, there are players out there that you can get a bargain basement. I mean, Wolves have got them. Uh, Norwich have got some players. Leicester have got some great players. Now they Not what Leicester have exactly. done. Exactly. Not what they've done exactly. with one-tenth of the money Sheffield we've United got. Sheffield United have got some decent players. I would take three or four players out of any of those clubs to you know and put them in our, our team because some of our players they look like they were playing in an exhibition match and that's what annoys me and none of the shots that we had there's some that went close there was no real conviction i see the wolves no, goal the guy just hit it like you said that's going in the back of the net other than the, the one where we hit the crossbar that's it I, I believe in our youngsters i don't believe in the the players that we've got you know I'm worried. I'm I'm really worried about about the club because mm. I agree with Keith. I think when we do come out of lockdown, it might still look like at the Emirates. It might still look like we haven't come out of lockdown. It'd be like this social distance crowd. Well, People say, "Oh, you're only like. allowed to sit. You're only allowed to sit in every other seat." We're going, "No, no, no. It's just these are the ones who turned up." <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the uh, that's what the upper tier was like in the Europa League. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. was basically pick your seat. You can have ten rows to yourself. And we used to we used to play league cup ties with the second team with the kids, and there'd be sixty thousand yes. there. When's that going to happen again? When is that possibly going to happen again? First of all, because all the kids are going to be playing in the first team, we've let things slip for ten years mm. probably. 
And this is a result. Wenger, Wenger used to say there's two types of players. There's players who want to win and there's players who don't want to lose. And uh, he said the, the, the former, the ones who want to win, normally play as a striker. And the, one, the other ones, they play at the back. And it was fascinating, as it always was, any time yeah. you ever spent any time in his company. But that's, that, was his, that is what we're lacking. We appear to be lacking players who don't want to lose and, yeah. uh, and really yeah. will fight tooth and nail and be switched on when the ball's around our penalty area and getting near our goal, be switched on, be alive and snuff it out and make sure they don't score make sure they don't get near us and do charge people and do block things and don't switch off at corners and don't don't switch off when it's a short corner. Whose job is it to go out and help Sabahis if it's played short? Did, don't did you see that, that defending that Brighton did a couple of times? There was a through ball and and uh, Dunk or one of the, the other centre-half got in the way and just got their bodies in the way. Well, I wouldn't, I just I wouldn't say no to signing Dunk. Uh, uh, Maybe you'd question whether he's got the pace or not. I don't understand. After all the years of trying to get Gary Cahill, he ends up at Crystal Palace and we end up with Louise and Socrates. Well, that was a big mistake, yeah. I don't understand it. But you do need people who are going to put that. Uh, that's why I like Max Ahrens at Norwich. That's why I would say if you can get that kid and if you can, and if you can get Declan Rice at West Ham, if you can get people who are going to play in those areas where we're weak and who are committed and who are going to tackle people and be physical and want to dominate and not, not concede. But these are, these are big money signings now. Mm. You're talking about going and signing... Players from British players from Premier League teams, you know, you know they, they start at forty mil, didn't they? We offered forty mil to Zaha, and we were openly ridiculed. Do you remember the the, the Norwich match against Manchester City? Norwich won three two, and the last twenty minutes, they were hanging on for grim death. But they were literally throwing themselves in front of the ball. Manchester they were just wave after attack and attack and shot. But they, it was a real fighting, gutsy spirit. And I know, all right, they're in the relegations. They haven't shown it since. But I just don't see that from our team. I couldn't see them throwing themselves in front of a ball. But one player who does have a bit of that about him is Martinelli. Yes. Do you think he's not? Do you think he's not fit? Do you think there's some problem there? Well, he's are we going to see him against Sheffield United? Are we going to? Are we going to see him? I hope I so. Hope he's so. played almost everyone else, hasn't mm. he? I hope so. And I, I, I think there are defenders out there. I mean, Leicester won the league with Christian Fuchs, Danny Simpson, Robert Hooth, and Wes Morgan. Right. I mean, none of whom would have been considered good enough for the Arsenal, but they're, they're defenders. They are mm. proper defenders who, when the ball comes in, they'll get their head on the ball. There is no way yeah. that defence would have let in that first goal yesterday. But no you're, way. You're forgetting, you're forgetting uh, one key, key man that they had. They had Kante in front of them. Ingo I'm not, Kante. I mean, I'm that, not disputing we, we could have had that player. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> that is what we, we could have had that player. Yeah, well, what that, an extraordinary that, season he had! And if well, we had back. him in our team that season, that league was there for the taking. Yeah, yeah, of course. Grassley. But that goes back longer. Then that goes yeah, back longer yeah. to addressing issues that we've had for quite a long time. But I do think it's an attitude. Yeah, I think you're right. We've had an email from I've had an email from Finn Hartnett on this kind of topic. Really, I listen to old episodes, and one of my favourite things is listening to the transfer rumours of 2013 or 14. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing this is how going the, to be depressing. Now oh, yeah. the players have turned out. I remember yeah. Alan having a total hard-on for Paul Pogba in 2014. <laughs> well, like, really? I don't, not, I don't like the turn of phrase, Finn, but I do, <laughs> I do remember saying we should throw the entire transfer budget for two seasons at Paul Pogba, and I stand by it. Mm. 
He's uh, a very unifying figure, isn't he? Oh That's the God. thing about Pogba. I think Paul Pogba, uh, you know, he hasn't, he's played against, he came on as a sub against Spurs and you could immediately oh, see his talent. Pass. And the he, pass. He, oh, what a football Oh, that pass. And he, and he hasn't been able to play properly since September and he had to deal with Jose Mourinho taken against him. So really, I feel like he's had a couple of years taken out of his career. But I stand by every word I said about Paul yep. Pogba, yep. an absolute superstar. But then he goes on to mention Condogbia. Condogbia and Schneiderlin have had good but not great careers. And this guy Condogbia is going to follow me around like the boys, <laughs> the boys of 66. <laughs> and I still say he'd have been a good signing from Monaco after he just beat us up that He night. was brilliant yeah, he that was night. Good. He was good. We were terrible, but he was amazing. And then he says, I remember Amy Lawrence coming on a podcast and bigging up Ruben Neves, who was a kid in Portugal at the time. Yeah, oh, I don't remember her saying that. So, right. so Amy, get yourself, get yourself on right. the scouting team. And so he says, are there any players from a few years back who you thought were going to be great who didn't turn out great, or thought you were going to be shit and turned out good? And thanks, Finn, for that. I will, I'll throw that out to the uh, listeners. Uh, our email address is TuesdayClubPodcast at gmail dot com. Choose the club podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter. We're trying to resurrect our Twitter following. We had quite a few followers back in the day, but we lost our Twitter handle. So now we're at not you Bentley and we're getting there. Uh, I, I did have a tweet actually, uh, which made me laugh when I tried to make a note of it. If I, if I can, if I can find it. Oh, from John Taylor, who, who goes by the handle at J2 Guna. He suggests we change our Twitter handle to at not you, Louise, which I think is fair enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. there's a lot of people at the moment in who, who, in in normal kind of walks of life uh, who are having difficulty. They're furloughed, or will they get the job back? And and you, you suspect that they're going to be employers who somewhat disingenuously use the excuse of COVID nineteen to fire people. And uh, one of those is David Louise. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, out of interest I'm sorry David we'd love to keep you on at £120,000 a week yeah. but yeah. because of the virus you can naff off yeah it's it, it was between you and the dustman who collects our bins <laughs> and we thought do you know that dustman really does a great job I mean, he makes less mistakes he makes, yeah he's dustbins. never dropped any rubbish from the day we employed him, he gets it from the bin into the car every time. Whereas you, on the other hand, you frankly, don't. you don't. So the dustman is staying. Uh, We're going to give him 120 grand a week because yeah. he's an essential a brand new car. If David Louise, I'll say this to you, right? If David Louise was a waiter oh, in a restaurant, right? that's a good call. If he's a waiter in a restaurant, <laughs> when he comes out of the kitchen with his notepad, and he sees table eight and they've had the menus for eight minutes or whatever the time mm. is allowed. Do you think, as he's walking from the from the kitchen to the table, do you think he's concerned about what they want to eat or is he concerned about how he looks on the journey over there yeah. and what they're going to think of him? And do you think he might have a try and have a little joke and flick his hair about a little bit and then take the order? And probably, if there's four people sitting there, at least one of them's got the wrong meal, probably two of them, and he's forgotten some of the drinks. And he's going and he to just... drop all the plates as he carries it out on, on one yeah. hand. All the, you know, it's all... But he'll do a little shrug. He'll raise his eyes to the heavens, put the palms of his hands together. The, he'll, he'll charm the manager of the restaurant and he'll still be there the following Saturday, even though, as a waiter, he's dog shit. 
Uh, yes, Al, in the answer to your question. I think that's exactly the sort of waiter. We might have stumbled on the title for the episode. As a waiter, he's dog shit. Uh, Joe Lovell has written to me uh, The Perry Groves book you covered a couple of weeks ago I was a young boy when I received that membership pack Containing this book I was was still young enough to believe With rose-tinted specs That even if we weren't winning trophies That off the field we were perfect in every way (laughs) Enter Perry As a ten-year-old And it's raising questions here about whether this is appropriate content For the membership pack for a ten-year-old I wasn't used to reading books like Perry's. I assumed that if he once played for Arsenal, it would be a few hundred pages full of lovely, cheery memories and golden anecdotes. So when I arrived at the bit where he spills the tea on the floor and just watches as somebody nearly dies, I realised at that moment that not all men are Dennis Bergkamp. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering what the ten-year-old thought of the stones in the foreskin, to be honest with you. I tried to share this story at school, but nobody believed me. And nobody <laughs> no. cared. And now I've lost the book to the attic or the charity shop. I started to believe that I'd made it up. But your show confirmed to me it wasn't a dream, but a real passage in a real book. And I was right to sit in bed and wonder why on earth another quip about drinking and something called a threesome was in my membership pack. <laughs> Oh, that, that, I, I think there's, uh, oh there's a claim God. there. I think he's had uh, emotional abuse from the Arsenal <laughs> Mum, Football Club. Mum, what's the threesome? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must have gone down well. Imagine that. My little boy's just turned nine. I'm trying to explain that to him. What's diabetes? Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, so the Perry Groves podcast was a cathartic experience. Good. Thank you, Joe. Uh, our quick email here from Philip Barksdale. Is Keith still doing competitive archery? Uh, question is uh, yes and no. We're at the club. We can shoot at social distancing, but no competitive stuff at the moment. It's all it's all on hold, sadly. And it's been why not competitive? Why? Because do you get in other archers' faces? Or well, there's sometimes. Well, you do if there's a lot of archers. You... <laughs> Mate, let him know you're there. Let him yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> Him with his. Oh, I do a Gwendozy. Yeah. yeah, shoot a few in the back. It's it's mayhem at most tournaments. It's barely anyone gets out alive. You know. <laughs> but you're keeping in shape with your archery, Keith. Well, I've been a couple asking. of times. I need to actually get in shape. That's a very good question. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I was cleaning out the shrine though the other day because I was inspired by. The last podcast doing with a Damien's shrine. Damien's got a competitive shrine. He's very, he's really yeah, good I'm, I'm very impressed. I was very impressed, but uh, I'm thinking Tottenham fans don't have this problem. They've probably got a shoebox or some kind of drawer where they keep their memorabilia in. They don't have in. They don't have inside plumbing. You've got to bear in mind that this is a toilet. That's true. Yes. It's just a box. Then, they've, just got, a they've got box. a couple of old scarves thrown down the end in the garden. <laughs> well, probably wrapped round. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap right around a waste pipe to stop it leaking. All right. <laughs> uh, Stefan Leverton has sent me a very long email with suggested songs for virtually everybody in the squad, but uh, the only one I really like is Row, 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 Smith, Row, Gently Up the Field. <laughs> merrily, 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 victory is sealed. Oh. What's happened to Smith yeah. Row? Where's uh, he gone yeah. all of a sudden? Is he? Ne- never He's on loan. He's on He's loan. On loan. Is he, is he, was he at Huddersfield? Is he still there? I don't I'm know not sure. On. Why is he He's on loan? Why don't we have him? It's well, not like we're full of talent at the moment. You know. No, but we got enough attacking wide players, haven't we? Let's be yeah, fair. I like him as well. Bit, I yeah. like him, but 
Yeah. Uh, Mike McLean has emailed to say, went to a members' day, various players stopped for autographs. Martinez, Nacho Monreal, Welbeck, Theo. Giroud was in a BMW convertible with Debussy. But those French fairies drove past us all. No. <laughs> Harsh words. Right. <laughs> Blimey. He said okay. that. What you, fairy? What? I drive past you. I close my roof to you, my friend. Uh, our, uh, my, the goalkeeper, I didn't know he'd been at the club 10 years, apparently, the guy on the yeah. He's been around. Yeah. I like years. him as well, Martin. I think, he, I do. I think he's, he's fairly solid in the cup games. He looks, he looks, you know, good. I think we'll be okay with him as second string keeper for a while. Oh my God! How have you cursed him there? Oh, yeah, I have now, haven't I? Yeah. Oh no! What a schoolboy error moment. that was. What the Jesus. moment, Keith? What were you? Threw thinking? the ball into his own net. <laughs> yeah, we're getting so many songs for Bakayo Saka. Graham Russell says Bakayo Saka, he will cross the ball with ease. Bakayo Saka, no, go on no. and sign a contract, please. Bakayo Saka, be Arsenal shit hot danger man. Bakayo Saka, Bakayo Saka, it's terrible. Do you know man. these people are right? We want you. In. We want you. We want you and a trophy too. I promise to never email you again. You better yep. not. You better enough. not. I actually want to know now, these people who send these songs in, have they actually been to an away game? Have they seen our fans? Do they actually know what we do sing? Because they clearly don't. I mean, I'm sure... I don't think, I don't think people want these sung. I think they want me to sing. Uh, yes. I think, yes. I think what's happening is I'm being lured into... A false, yeah. Yeah, I make a mistake, yeah. People are just going, he's only sung it! <laughs> Here's uh, yeah. <laughs> one from Dan Mayo. Whoa, Mikatarian, Henrik Mikatarian, he's an Armenian at Arsenal. I mean, it's just terrible. It's rubbish. <laughs> he's still at the club, isn't he? He's out on loan with. Is he? Is he still at the club? At Roma, He'll make a difference, yeah. he's won't he? At Roma, but they won't pay him £180,000 a week no. as we offered him. I mean, it's just shocking, isn't it? Uh, he talks about going to see a reserve game uh, years ago when David Bentley was playing and he got a few autographs and eventually a Bentley walked past him. So he shouted out, Oi, Bentley, don't be a knob. And uh, Bentley came back and signed his ticket. <laughs> Which is generally the way to get an autograph. I thought you were going to say he smashed him in the teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bentley, don't be a knob. Uh, Jack Harness is back in. He emailed us about Merson's testimony. He says he managed to get in to get a few autographs. And, uh, and he met Ainsley Harriet who signed his autograph with Happy Smelly Cooking. Thoroughly nice bloke. Oh, uh, yeah, Ainsley. True, of course. Man. Ainsley. Good man, Ainsley. Good man, good man. A legend of the Arsenal. And, of course, famously one of the Calypso twins, sadly lamented from the comedy <laughs> circuit. What's <laughs> fucking left of it? What comedy circuit, <laughs> I hear you ask? Yeah, well, I indeed. Say. Uh, this is the last email I can be asked to read today. Charlie Turner has emailed me. Uh, before I was born, my mum and dad knew they were going to call me Charlie, and they told their family. But my granddad, an Arsenal fan, convinced my mum that George was a lovely middle name with links to his family, which it did not have. <laughs> my, mum was... dad, my mum and dad were not aware of his plan to have me named after Charlie George. I was born in 1999 as Charlie George. Uh, Charlie George Turner, presumably. And saw a po- 17 years later, I saw a post on the Arsenal Twitter account that offered a free tour around the Emirates with Charlie George himself if you shared his name. There's so many people called Charlie George. Really? <laughs> <laughs> At the end, I was given an autographed photo of Charlie George 
with the 1971 FA Cup on his head. Ah. Thanks, Grandad. Love the pod. Charlie George. Charlie George. Good Charlie George Turner. Ra- got a ring to it. Got say, it's good. Yes. Rashid Parchment says, are we sending string to Sanyeli and Co yet? Well, good that's idea. That's a, yeah. What is the, 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 was it a three line whip we've got there? The so-called people who are in charge of transfers and buying and etc. Is it, or is it in, one guy? Know. Is it Venkstrom or, or? No, Vino Venkatesham, yeah, yeah. San Lehi and Edu, isn't it? Those are the three. Well, or, Edu or, brought or over of... Martinelli. So he's got, a, he's got a buy at the moment. So he was meant to be instrumental in that. Is that correct? So oh, right, if, knows, if that's who correct, knows? I'll give it, I'll give him a buy. The other two, I think the uh, jury's out on at the moment. Well, jury's not out if you spent twenty-four million pound on Louise. Well, the jury is in, and the verdict is guilty, mate. Oh no! Well, that's outrageous. Hey. So that oh, includes good. what the eight million fee, which no, million no one fee. quibbled about the fee at the time, did no. they? It seemed like a pretty but much a eight million's fine. Another eight million to agents and hangers Fixes on. It, uh, um, there's hairspray or something. I don't know. Just a couple of quid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they spent the money on, but it's twenty-four million pound for a season uh, of David Luiz. Why is, it, why is there oh, six million goodness, going to fix to it? This is what I can't. I mean, surely you'd listen. It can't be that difficult. You phone up Chelsea, say, "Listen, we want to buy Luiz. How much? Eight million. Okay, done deal." They can't come back. And go, oh, another six million on top of that for fixes. No, well, no, it's. I agree. Madness. It is impossible to believe yeah. it. It seems absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it seems it is, impossible. It is how it is. To, the business is so ridiculous now in football. The numbers are so high. I don't know who will sign now. Well, we know what we need, which is defensive midfielders and who can keep possession and give it to the good players yeah. we, and creative we, we midfielders. We need a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, people who can pass it and keep it and yeah. want to get on the ball and play. The one thing, uh, Saliba. Saliba is meant to be good. Everyone mm. says Saliba. And I, well, I say meant to be good. I've read it on Twitter. So we're point. looking, yeah. what, on average, what, <laughs> about, of what, healthy seven players to bring in? Is that sort of, would that be too much? Uh, well, so do we, how can we, how are we going to shift people off the payroll? Right. Well, Mkhitaryan one, Meza Ozil seems to be another, David Luiz seems to be another one, Aubameyang will probably leave if he's got any sense. Then, then we've got to rearrange our budget somehow to work out what contracts we can afford to give people. Well, the staff fees we can must get. Be Who can we sell to raise money? The only player we can sell to raise money is a Bamiang. Is a Bamiang. Yeah. And there was a time when Hector Bellerin's name was frequently mentioned with top Spanish sides being a forty-five million pound sale. But you can't see that happening now. You can't see. No. You know, he's thirty-one. He's really? 31. Yeah. Over, but, over, if we, yeah. yeah, but if we sell a Yang and we get that money and we buy a proper centre-half, and I mean a proper centre-half, and I'm not saying Van Dyke, but someone who can... Van Dyke transform that Liverpool defence. If we can get someone who can tell the others what to do and how to defend, that's the start. Mm. And then we need to find a creative midfielder from somewhere. I don't know what, how that happens. But if we get those two... We'll be what better. Players we can, will what be better because we've got we get good out players. The door, out the door, though, on a, uh, a free or maybe a reduced, uh, you know, signing-on fee. People like Socrates, Kalajanak, where they go... Uh, you feel like the ones who are in danger are some of the young kids. And that's, yeah, I don't you know, want that to happen. That would be really sad. You, know, you might sad lose thing. Ainsley Maitland-Niles. You might lose Reese Nelson or Emile Smith-Rowe. These guys aren't getting a look-in. 
Maitland Niles and Reese Nelson, even though the team's a shower of shit, aren't getting a look in. But where are they going to go? Where would they go? Who's going to have them? People oh, will pick them they up will. around the Premier League, you know. You look at the clubs around the Premier League, you'd love to get hold of these kids. They're fantastic yeah. footballers. And, and, you know, I'd like to see them in the, in, the, in the Arsenal side. But as I say, we've got all these talented attacking players and no players in the positions where we need them. Saliba is rumoured to be spectacularly good. Uh, best defender, young, best young player in the French league, Real Madrid, sniffing around him already. The new Raphael Varane is and what so everyone says. May, maybe, but he's 18 years old. He's a kid. I don't know he if can't he speaks any English. And how's he going to come in and start organising mm. that shambles of back four at <laughs> And then he says, he turns up and they go, you're next to Mustafi. <laughs> <laughs> and look after him, mate. Oh, but I know to he be played... fair to Mustafi, he's done yeah. all right. He has. He has actually done all right. I know. But we know that he's only one mistake away. I mean, it's going to happen at some point, isn't it? So, no, I think there's a lot of work to do. But I do trust Mikel to do it. I just think it might take, um, well, Five how years. old are you, Keith? How old are you? 60, so, <laughs> what are we looking at? Maybe not, when I'm 80, there might be, there might be a turn. <laughs> you know? Eat well, do some Pilates or something, you might make it, is all I'm saying. Do you remember the transformation under... George Graham. After it was all, it all went wrong for quite a while. With first of all Terry Neal, and then Don Howe tried to bring in experienced players like Woodcock and Mariner and these guys, and tried to build a side. And and then George came in and cleared out the dressing room. He knew people that he'd seen when he was manager of Millwall. And he picked up. Dixon and Bold, he wanted Marwood, he got Marwood, and he had all these kids, his talented kids, although we did have Tony Adams was one of them, you know. And they, and the, there was a dynamism about them and a unity and a collective there that made you feel like the team was more than the sum of its parts. And, and that is how football functions. That is how a team sport functions. You need to be more than the sum of your parts. Liverpool, despite having one or two really outstanding individuals, you've mentioned Van Dijk and Sadio Mane, of course, and Salah, but there's no doubt they're more than the sum of their parts. There's two or three players around that club who you can't quite believe are going to get a Premier League medal, you know. Jordan Henderson came from Derby. When when Milner went there... Milner. Didn't Jordan Henderson come from Sunderland? But anyway, when Milner went there, he left Man City, and it was very obviously a massive step down. He got a move to Liverpool, faded Giants, blah, blah, blah. But if you get something going in a club and you get everyone pulling in the right direction, you've got to, you can be more than the sum of your parts. And that is what Arsenal were under George Graham. There's no shadow of a doubt. And the same with... with uh, well, they shall not be mentioned. Uh, the 2014. <laughs> and there were some outstanding individuals, but they just were... They, they For what we paid for people, for the money that was spent, for the net spend on that team, it was, a th- it was an extraordinary achievement. Yeah. Yeah, but they put, we had some experienced players already there who could teach the kids. Whereas now, we've got the kids. What we haven't got is the experienced players that you can Absolutely rely on. Absolutely correct. We haven't and you got can't that. rely on the, our senior players to help out the kids. In fact, it's the kids no. who show more guts, more fight and more intelligence than some I of the senior players. I want to see Martinelli. I, I want to see Martinelli on that yeah. pitch on Thursday whenever we're playing Southampton. I'm desperate to see him play because I love the fight of the kid. I love how he's up for it and he wants to play. So you're confident for Southampton? Yeah, oh, you're massively, yeah. <laughs> no, it's 
Yeah, 4-0 four, four Arsenal. I, I, I think we could go even higher than that. Probably 5-6. I mean, I mean it's just... what, I, what I guarantee you'll see is anger, rage oh, and intensity. And, and intensity, yeah. there won't be a single duel loss in that game. Southampton, they won't know what's hit them. I mean, we'll see goals it, as it'll well. It'll be a pink feather boa. <laughs> well, Ian alluded to it earlier on. You know, if like one of our players got in a ruck with the Brighton players, you couldn't see the rest of the team rushing over to help him out exactly, could you? He'd be no. standing there getting a good or get on the floor getting a kick in, while the rest of them were going, "Well, that's a bit bad, isn't it? Oh, I'll do, better not look at that," you know. But oh, I don't yeah, know. well, hopefully we'll see more fight. You might say we're a bit unfortunate to start with four away games, um, but other than that. Man City away is obviously a nightmare and Louise made a mess of it for us. So we, If we could have got to half-time nil-nil with 11 on the pitch, but maybe we'd have got a draw. But with ten on the, with, with the goal down and 10 on the pitch, uh, it was it was just about keeping well, the Well, I think for down, nearly 15 minutes, I, as I was on, listening on the radio, I, I thought, have we walked off? And they're just now kicking it about because I didn't hear any of our players actually getting the ball. It was. It was. They were it just felt knocking like we'd it gone about. Up to, we'd gone up there to give him a training session. We'd gone up there to give him a friendly. Yeah. Oh, we gave him that, all right. But then we got exhausted and got our own players. <laughs> oh, just a oh, it's just pitiful. <laughs> well, anyway, yep. gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I fully expect to be every bit as furious uh, when we recalled uh, <laughs> next weekend. Uh, I'd like to say I'll see you down the Emirates, but God knows when that. Yeah. Happens. But anyway, yeah. uh, take care. Tell Look after yourself. Bye. See ya. Ed.